Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 89th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the unique presentation of this cigar. We dive into the Viking history of our scotch pairing. We talk a little Yellowstone drama, and we answer a listener email about smoking while eating, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair 12-year-aged Highland Park Scotch with the Tatuaje Tuxtla Lomo de Cerdo. A Robusto Extra tonight from Tatuaje out of Nicaragua. It's the Tuxtla. Is that the correct, correct, uh, correct pronunciation here? <laughs> yes, it's, 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 tux, it's, a, it's a knockoff electric cigar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Tesla, it's a Tuxtla. 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 So I really? said it right. 
Really? Look at me. All right. It's a 52 ring gauge cigar by five and one eighths inches. Lithium ion battery included. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on auto drive. <laughs> uh, this this is not a not a Puro, correct? It's called the yeah. Lomo de Cerdo. Mm. Uh, it is not a Puro. <laughs> what is it called, Gizmo? Loma de Cerdo. Much Loma de Cerdo. Wrapper uh, <laughs> is a Mexican San Andres wrapper, and the uh, binder and filler are Nicaraguan. It was made in Nicaraguan, uh, Nicaragua by Pete Johnson, Tatuaje. And uh, let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw. By the way, before we cut, let's not forget automatic eight from Rooster. Pigtail. There's a pigtail. <laughs> Unbelievable. And this guy a loves foot. a pigtail. And a closed foot. That is, is interesting. I will say it's it's a good looking cigar. The foot is extraordinarily rustic, yeah. which is quite cool. I'll tell you, I don't love a closed foot. I, yeah, I, to that, me, it's weird. It degrades. It degrades my experience going into the cigar. It just looks cheap to me. But the draw is very very good. Yeah, it's wide open. I don't know why my I let my eye kind of dictate that 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 sentiment. I will You're, say though, it the Petit Cazadores from Tatuaje that we like has a closed foot, it does. and I actually think because that wrapper is so flavorful, it enhances the experience. Mm -hmm. It's uncircumcised. <laughs> oh, That's a when way of looking at it. The cold. It's, a, it's an it's an anteater. I will say though, the the cold draw. If you haven't tried it, it's really quite good. Yeah. Did you say it's an anteater? An anteater. An anteater. It's like that guy when you're at the golf club and, he, and, and, uh, and everybody's walking around and, and they're all circumcised and all of a sudden that one guy walks out and you're like, yeah, we got an anteater over here. Ladies and gentlemen. Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you. Turn the podcast off. <laughs> all right, boys. Let's light this thing. The Tatuaje Loma de Cerdo from Nicaragua. Again, it's a Robusto Extra with a closed foot. What's funky is as you light the foot, it lifts a bit from the heat. It's yeah. kind of weird. It's kind of odd. 52 ring gauge by five and an eighth inches. For the listener, I mean, I was getting a lot of really nice fruit notes on the cold draw. It was very nice. I wasn't getting too much. It, yeah. You know. You're not a sophisticated guy. <laughs> Ouch. That hurt. All right. I'm sorry. It's hard to light this thing. It is. Yeah, my God, this is taking forever. Anybody have an extra butane? <laughs> I'm getting past the foreskin here. Yeah, you are. Gonna burn a hole in wow. my pants. A lot of flavor. Jesus. Yeah, this is gonna be a shit Oof. kicker cigar. Wow. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even gotten Oof. here yet. Don't ruin experience. Wow. That's a lot of flavor. This is like back in the ranch. <laughs> yeah, this is rawhide right here. I think I'm seriously out of butane. I'm not joking. <laughs> I somehow have burned all of my butane. Uh, once, out of my the, once the end lights, it, it goes. Rawhide. The yeah. <laughs> Tatuaje Loma de Cerdo. I think if we if we ride around the ridge <laughs> and get come on their flank and I'll wrestle up some squirrels to Jimmy, barbecue. You, Jimmy, you gotta. We're gonna go down. We're gonna go down the gully, and and we'll come in on the right flank, and then tip and over you, some cows you, later. You, you stay back, and then then we'll shoot them up. <laughs> you hold them, I'll shoot them. Can I get some mesquite, please? Oh, oh gosh. My God. 
Smoke output is. They yeah. stole our horses. I mean, the room. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let them get away with that. <laughs> what are you guys getting on the light? A lot of smoke. A lot of smoke, a lot of flavor. Wow. Full flavored. Full flavor for sure. This is a post dinner cigar without a doubt about it. Yeah. It's the initial tattoo. You get a lot of spice in the beginning. You do. It's not, you know, it's pretty flavorful in a pretty good way if you're into a deep, deep, deep flavored cigar. And look at the wrapper. I mean, it's so dark and oily. Very chocolatey. You know? I mean, getting, a little bit toothy. Are you getting like super dark chocolate? Like exactly. Yes. Bitter, yeah. bitter, yeah. bitter chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Like Not, almost like you, you almost like you ate the the little chips that are for baking only. Yeah. It's yes. like you ate them raw. Yeah. It's got that kind of yeah, bitterness is, to it. Man, I read up a couple of reviews, and every single person said milk chocolate. No, and I'm bullshit. not getting milk chocolate. Not I'm getting like no, dark I'm, I'm spice even... and chocolate, like spicy. It's early. Uh, it could settle into a milk chocolate. Who knows? I'm not even getting normal dark chocolate. He's this right, is though. like 99% dark like, chocolate. Super yeah. dark, bitter chocolate. Bitter cho- yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I don't love if I'm being honest. No. And I think if you smoke this a little too quickly, it's going to yeah, really gonna it's your initial, it's gonna it's back ini- up on you. Yeah, yeah, it's initially, it's, it's like that. Man. This is a wow. lot for a cigar. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, the Oof. smoke output's like a Liga. Yeah. No, this yeah. puts Liga to shame as far as the flavor profile is concerned. I mean, the strength of it. Oof. Yeah. The Liga mm-hmm. was sophisticated. This has a lot of oomph. Yeah, this just punches you right out right, of the gate. Right in the face. It's going to knock you around. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get off the ranch. <laughs> yeah, a man cigar. So this is called the Loma de Cerdo which in Spanish translates to pork loin. I guess this is the... <laughs> We're smoking a pork this loin. We talked to the creative department. <laughs> Somebody like, you know, calling, you know, calling the staff this for a little be mini... This going to be a tough episode. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> little, like, hey, guys, I got a little bit of a disconnect here. Just want to just want to raise an issue. All right. So number one... Um, <laughs> Tuxla, it's it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's not memorable, and nobody knows what it what it what it means. Um, I need them to make it easy for me to pronounce. Yes. I, I don't do well with this. That's true. And whose idea was it to call it a pork coin? Can you raise your hand? <laughs> By is the it, way, is but- that is that you, Mike? <laughs> Mike, pack your shit. You're out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming, but. It's just, it's over between us. Okay. I'd also like to know whose idea it was to wrap it in butcher paper. Mm-hmm. Well, so the pork wine. So yeah. The, and who, uh, and who's the asshole <laughs> who, who, who decided to pack up premium cigars in butcher paper? Was that, oh, Mike, that was you? <laughs> That's a good thing you're going. Continue leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. No severance. <laughs> okay. So this is, uh, <laughs> So this was announced at PCA 2022, apparently, and just came out uh, this year. Comes in a bundle of 25 cigars wrapped in the gold and white Tuxla band with no Tatuaje name on it. There's a little logo on it. but uh, And it comes wrapped in butcher paper. Did you say gold and green. white? Green, green, green and white, green excuse and white. me. Did I say gold and white? Yes, you did. I'm sorry. Green and white. Okay. Uh, Tatuaje Tuxla label. And uh, yeah. Comes in a 25 cigar bundle. 
And the irony is not lost on, lost on me that the person who brought this to us is the vegan in the room. Brought, <laughs> brought the pork tenderloin cigar. That's right. Is that odd to you guys? Or? Very odd. You're changing. You asked me. Rooster's changing. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've done a Tatawahe. We've done, this is our third. We did the uh, Petite Cazadors, which we adore that cigar. That it's a little cigar. one. Mm-hmm. I would certainly say out of all the Tatawahe I've ever had in my life, that's the one that really speaks to me. The way it comes, the presentation of that box, it's awesome. Yeah. You have 50 beautiful little fo- cigars. Yeah, it's like, little, like a little football. 50 cab. Yeah. Fantastic. All it's missing is butcher paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, whoever said something like that. That's it's unbelievable. Just, Mike. Mike, Mike did. That's right. He's Mike, out. Mike's out. Yeah. Pooba just fired Mike. <laughs> this is like a double espresso morning. Yeah. Oh, this is, I don't know. See, you know what you this don't is. need coffee with us. Yeah. <laughs> this is beyond oh, yeah. an espresso. Oh, yeah. You could, you could, uh, this would give you, there's probably enough nicotine in here that after you smoke this and, and have the double espresso, you could paint your deck. <laughs> strip it we don't want to talk about the deck <laughs> you know forget about hiring a contractor <laughs> we'd be out of the gate yeah they're all in i'll, I'll be honest with you guys um uh, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a difficult time calling out flavor notes it's just so strong like i'm trying to it's think of strong. i'm trying to think of notes to give the listener as to what i'm tasting here and i i'm having difficulty discerning are you yeah, retro? Yeah. What's here? Are slightly you trying to retro hell? So notes. are you saying it's slightly muddled? I think that's a good way to put it. For me, there's two notes. It's that like bitter, ultra, ultra dark chocolate and earth. Yeah, it's very earthy. There's a mineral thing on the front of my tongue. Yep. Which is odd. And the finish is where I get that deep dark chocolate. Correct. And but it, on the retro hail though, there is a little, if you do that with the cigar like this, which most people won't do, but I do it. There's a little bit of sweetness in a retro hell, just a, a little bit. All right, I'll do that. So again, dude, this is the this dude, is the third. Dude, dude, uh, dude, I mean, my eyes are gonna fall out of my head with the uh, retro hell. I'm a tough guy. I, I just mean, did it. You're not, you know, you're not so I'm, tough. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the third tatuaje we've done. Like I said, the Petit Cazadores, and we did the Regios Broadleaf <laughs> Reserva quite a while back. So this is the third one we've done. First from the Tuxla line. Um, and they have quite a few of them, actually. Yeah, we'll, the, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Because typically what happens with the tattoo is, in my experience, like the last third kind of fizzles. Mm. You know, this there's a true. lot of flavor in the beginning and in the middle of the cigar. And then the last third, that's not yeah. there. So yeah, they, they, well, they this. only put the MSG in the middle. <laughs> it's like Chinese food, you know? You're going to have like freaking nightmares after smoking this thing. <laughs> you're going to be one of those one of those nights where you you eat a lot of Chinese food and you're like you're like you're like hanging on a cliff and you're just barely holding on for dear life. And then you dr- then you'd start the minute you start to drop you wake up and you go <gasps> Did they still put MSG in Chinese food? Yes. I'm no, sure it's, I, I thought it's outlawed. Is it illegal? Yeah, oh, I, I think he's that. right. It's, it's a true? flavor enhancer. There's no way basically. it's outlawed. Yeah, in, in, in what definitely world? New York City. Definitely New York City, and probably 20 years ago. I don't think MSG's outlawed. Maybe you have to ask for it. Monosodium. What is it? Glu- I think they're glutamate. in Doritos. Glutamate. glutamate. MSG is out. This is a very interesting start to the cigar tonight, boys. Nice white ash. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Burning fine. Great out. Great smoke Smoke-up output. Great yeah. combustion. But the flavor's just, you know, I just, I don't know. I can't pinpoint it right now. Should we just rate it? Yeah, let's just rate it now. So yeah, like I said, this was, uh, this was released quite some time ago. Um, 
uh, last year, and it just came out, uh, just actually came into the market this year. Um, uh, the Tuxla series had three other cigars, the Avion, the Tatuaje 7th, and the Tatuaje T110, all with various incarnations. This uh, Tatuaje Loma de Cerdo is the follow-up to the original pork tenderloin, which was simply called the Tatuaje Pork Tenderloin uh, in 2010. And I guess they put the Spanish on it to make it a little bit more elegant uh, in 2023. I remember liking the T110. I think, Giz, you had got me onto that. Yeah, that's a good cigar. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> It doesn't kick you around like this. No, does. not no. at all. I mean, well, get, uh, Pagoda, this is kind of up your power alley, isn't it? Kind of. It is. Yeah. But I'm not getting a lot of like flavor. No, it's like well, to I'm me, getting it's already this... changing. It is. It is. I'm the not strength. Getting that spice. Strength, like yeah. the, the strength is still there. The body yeah. is still full, no doubt. I agree with that. But I mean, not that pepper, that no, spice. I'm it's not a bit it. smoother. Once the wrapper burned off on kind of the end, it it which was honestly just too aggressive, uh, too much burst of, of flavor. I agree. It has settled in, but I still, I just wish this was sweeter or creamier, just something that's not as bitter and I'm just kind of bone peppery. dry. There is like, not a single know, creamy tattoo. No, this is it this just is, doesn't exist. This is like a pack of cattle running running after you, chasing you around the barnyard. All right. <laughs> oh, Run! You said the word barnyard. Here we go. Horsefoot. Horsefoot. No, no. moosefoot. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 a little bit like the paddock at Belmont. Are there any ratings on this cigar online? Yeah, I've seen a I've seen a, a variety from sevens to mid nines. Wow. You know, it's that's how it always is. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, to each his own. Yeah, I mean, when advertising comes into play, mm -hmm. you know, on these sites, it's just, I don't know. I mean, if you like a fuller-bodied cigar with a decent amount of spice. This is it. This, I mean, if you like black pepper and bitter cocoa, if that's like your jam, mm. this is the cigar for you. Yeah, I would totally eat that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, it's calming down a little. It's chilling out. I yeah. just don't, you know, it, we talk about this with the blending decisions, right? I don't understand wanting to kick you in the face like that at the beginning of the cigar, as opposed to blend it in a way that gives you a pleasant open, gives you what you want maybe in the pepper or whatever it is, and then builds to something that if you so choose to stick with it all the way to that last third or nub it at the end, that's when it starts kicking you around. I don't understand opening with the kick and then it you know, falling off a cliff. I don't yeah, get they, it. They kind of go the other way. Yeah. You know, they kind of like blast you they up blast front. blast you up front. Then, yeah. I don't get that move. Hmm. Why not give you something that really entices you at the beginning? Build on it. Build on it. And if you want to stick stick into the last third, that that's where you should feel this and not yeah. the other way around. I mean, I wish they would make the Tatuai, the Petite Casadores, the same blend in this size. Larger yep. format. I agree. Yeah. This may be, be a, delicious. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, this may be for the 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 one cigar a day guy, like who's going to have one cigar a day. I'm just hypothesizing. I don't know. But maybe it's for that guy who's just going to have that one. And there's a lot a lot of people like that. That's true. Cigar. Just one cigar. You know, and, yeah. and they're going to have I mean, one cigar. We have one among us. 
Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yes. <laughs> Takes and them three hours to smoke a cigar. But you want one <laughs> big, strong cigar. And what's the price point? So right now on Fox Cigar, it's two seventy. Is it available? Yeah, sure it is. A lot of places. Don't so have this it. is actually a limited edition Tatawahe. So mm-hmm. if you're into it, um, you better jump on it because they're not going to be around long. So it's eleven bucks a stick at Fox right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are in stock. Tatawahe does not make their own cigars. Is that correct? Uh, they're made by Jamie Garcia. Jamie Garcia. So, but he has input in you know what he I was going to ask. What so flavor profile? So who wants. determines the blend? Pete Johnson. Well, okay. He, he, yeah. I mean, he tells them what he's looking for. And it, then they blend for him and they do tests, I guess. And okay. And they make so many different cigars and limited wow. releases and going, many Halloween Vitolas. cigars. Many and they're very, yeah. I was going just about, thank you. I'm glad you said that because I was about to, to go there because, and you, you know more about some of these new world sticks than I do, but it seems like they're constantly, it's almost like, they're throwing spaghetti at the wall, I feel like, at times, and just seeing There's, what sticks. There, this one, they're throwing pork. And pork this loin. happens to be pork loin at the wall. <laughs> but, 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 they're, and, 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 and it's like, if it catch, it's like they have some tobacco, they blend it, and they, maybe they, they're doing the best job they can. I don't know how much of it is kind of like, like they're, they're, they're running a commercial operation and they're, they're, they're making blends and they have, some tobacco and they're they're trying to maybe i don't know if it's force it or if it's real because how many bespoke kind of like cigars that you think are gonna like the ashton vsg let's let's talk about that yeah where that's a blend that's been around and it was a collaboration between the levin family and fuente, and fuente. so so okay so this collaboration happens and that's a blend love it hate it don't like it whatever we happen to like the the Lonsdale, um, but that's a blend that's been around for a long time. Just as a company, wouldn't you want to go for? And I see this with a lot of new world producers. Go for make trying to make a consistent product and put it out, and and have it be durable. There's a lot of these cigars I feel like that come out, and it's more like hype marketing. They call it limited, but. There's nothing really limited about it, and they put it out there, and a bunch of people try it. I, I you know, I well, think some of that's going on. Yeah, it is. I agree with you, but across all cigars, it's true. Cuban, New World, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. for me, the best brands doesn't matter what country we're talking about are brands that really invest in developing great standard production lines that have staying power, that are relatively consistent year in and year out. And I have a harder time with the brands that just put out a ton of these limited edition, limited release, yeah, limited that, yeah. regional that, like, there's not as much excitement for me in those, right? Like, first yeah. of all, if they're limited, then suppose if they're, as they claim limited, then you should only be able to smoke those for a, right. a small period of time. Yeah. And they're not something that you can enjoy, you know, forever and really develop some kind of love or affinity for that brand. So um, I, I feel the exact same way. I mean, yeah. I hate when brands make too much of here's, this stuff. But Davidoff does a great job with the chefs. They do great jobs with, with some, some, but some. A lot are some, shit. But a lot, are, a, a lot, a decent amount are shit. Every but year of I was gonna say Chinese year New Year, they all suck. They all suck. Yeah, yeah but I, that's, that's one cigar a year. I differ in the Davidoff opinion. Most of their cigars are extraordinarily well-made. 
Now, they're not all amazing because it's, they don't fit our profile, but you can't say that they're lower-grade cigars because they put out a lot. Everything they put out is pretty well-made, you have to say. Well, I don't know what you mean by well-made. Well, I mean, construction. Oh, well, yeah, but, but you know, you yeah. want to know something? We're not talking about construction. Yeah, we're talking about, about flavor. flavor. Right. Here's the we're thing. talking about flavor new, but these new this this, this the, they seem to knock it out of the park with they do the, yeah. with the, with construction with the new world a mm-hmm. lot of them. Well, I think the construction is, is well, pretty good. Is, well, that's even my this point. Is well constructed. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's even true. this is well yeah, constructed. No, you're not wrong. You're they not tend wrong. to knock it out of the park with that. that like yeah. they're pretty good. Like the the quality of the burn and the construction in these new worlds is good. It's that's not the issue. It's the blending. That's, I, have a, I want to piggyback thing. on what Puba said earlier. What's also perplexing to me, I hang out with a lot of other cigar groups, and these guys, I'm very critical of how they, of what they smoke and how many different markas they pursue, and they're just all about trying every single cigar that comes out, regardless of who makes it, of the quality of the marca. You know, I'm very critical, and I, and I'm, you know, I say it to them. Look, you're pursuing, you're just trying every cigar under the sun. I guess there's some merit to that. Find the right four or five and stick with it is that because maybe they don't have access to cuban cigars they do have access to cuban cigars but they're just not enlightened i guess i, I don't you don't know. need access to cuban cigars to have a rotation I mean, of great maybe sticks. they're looking yeah, for so what, what senator just said hit the nail on the head that's exactly, that's exactly right. what i've said to them over and over and over and of course i'm looked at like who are you <sighs> you're bam bam I, well i'm not going to say that but you can't you can't smoke every meat carry stick. Yeah, a big one club. <laughs> I wear leopard skin toga. <laughs> no, but serious. This is a really serious point. There's just no, way is. too many cigars that are being put out there, and people are buying them because why? It, they want to smoke a cigar. But it's also very reasonable, right? I mean, this is an eleven dollar cigar, so if you pick this up, true. Yeah. You, you like it, you don't like You're not it, losing okay. Much. It's yeah. Not, yeah, and a not, lot of re- a huge it, that's true. And I think that these probably I don't these may not because they come in this butcher paper. <laughs> but uh you can buy these at Katz's Deli, by the way. Katz's <laughs> <in laughs> Deli. Uh, you order pastrami uh, sandwich and you, this is an add on. This is an add on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll have a half sour, uh, a half sour pickle, coleslaw. <laughs> And a pork loin. <laughs> and a tuxla, please. <laughs> a tuxla, tuxla pork, pork loin. Yes, and a potato pancake. The, um, But I don't know. I, I I feel like a lot of these, a lot of people, there's so many millions of, of cigar smokers yeah. who just go into JR Cigar, they read about something, they grab two of these. Yeah. They grab two, whether it's this one, I don't know if they, they break these up into singles or not because of the butcher paper gimmick. But, you get my point. You just get mm-hmm. a smaller piece yeah, they, of butcher paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they they go in and they, they you know, you grab singles and they're, they're, a lot of people aren't, there are a lot of people who just don't buy boxes. Sure. That's they true. buy, they go in, they buy a pouch of cigars mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of singles in their desktop and that's fine. Yeah. So, you it know, is. the commitment isn't as big. So I think they're able to move these. And, and he has a, a significant brand loyalty. I mean, for 20 years, he's really built a wonderful brand. Senator? I, I will say, so I, I wholeheartedly agree with the criticism of all the random crap that gets put out there that's right. clearly meant to market. I will say, though, as I'm smoking more of this, even though this is a limited edition release, whatever they want to call it, I do see a market for this cigar. Like, I get why they made this. There are so many of these limited edition cigars where it's, like, meant for someone like me, and I smoke it, and I'm like, this is just a subpar version Mm -hmm. of a thousand other smokes like it that I would far prefer. 
for so this is starting to get a little bit sweeter. Yes, it is. Thankfully, because I, I really it was too bitter to start. So I do understand. And now for me, this flavor profile should be part of their standard production for the guy that or, or girl who likes this. I mean, it's now like a semi-sweet chocolate. Yeah, which so is more my speed. We're an inch in, by the way. Yeah, and it's finally Settled something down. that I'm w- willing to. Yeah, it's settled down a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig into a little bit. Yeah. It's not super aggressive. The earth notes that were like super dominant now are just mm-hmm. kind of in the background at just the right speed for my palate. So as I'm smoking this, I'm sitting there saying like, yeah, th- there there are merits to this cigar that I can envision the type of person who would like this. Yeah. But the thing that is a little odd to me, I mean, there's nothing particularly unique about it that s- screams limited edition or release. <laughs> This seems like something that ought to be part of a standard portfolio. Yeah. Other than the strength of it, that's what stands out, really. Even the strength has kind of gone down. It's a bit. dissipated it a bit. Yeah. It yeah. Has. Thankfully, it has. It's yeah. a little one dimensional. Agree. Yeah. You know, it's a little one dimensional. But I do, I, I do like the San Andres wrapper, though. I like cigars with San Andres wrapper. Yeah. yeah we've had success with them on the podcast. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. And think, I'm praying to God that that you know now that we're an inch in and we're kind of having the experience that Senator started to detail that this is settling in fairly decently for me right now. Yep. Same. Where if it's stuck with the way it started, I would have had a hard time spending an hour, hour fifteen with this today. You'd put it down. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's you know definitely it's at the point now where I'm like I'm hopeful now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, also don't forget the binder and the filler is Nicaraguan, that's so right. that's what's giving it the strength. The oomph. I mean, maybe go with a Nicaraguan binder and an Ecuadorian filler. Yeah, you know, yeah. to yeah. to kind of balance that out. Yeah, that's uh, La Very Historia. Yeah, La Historia yeah. from uh, E.P. Yeah. Carrillo. Good yeah. point, Pagoda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm also noticing now because I'm always sniffing the burn line. Even the burn line now yeah. and in Shin is way better than yeah. it was when we started. Yep. It's just I don't know. Know. burn line has been pretty good from Razor Shop. No, I just mean the the aroma. There's at the burn line. There's a very like, um, it's back to that chocolatey bitter thing that's just still there. It's not bitter like like a tar blast bitter, but it's it's there is a bitter note in here, and maybe that maybe that's maybe it would go good with a brand or cognac or or something better. Well, since you're mentioning sweeter, I think the spirit we're drinking is kind of holding up to it. It's got. There's some viscosity in this one. in what we're drinking here, I think. Let's talk about it. Yeah. The Highland Park 12-year aged. I'm having it neat. Yeah. No ice for me. So it's a 12-year aged single malt scotch. I had a little ice in mine. Pretty damn good. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. Even neat. It is. There's a. There is some bite neat. But it's on. The, it's forward, and once it goes down, the finish is actually okay. You know, I actually I took a sip of it neat, very okay. small sip when we started. Yeah. It, it it had a lot of body to it. It had it, a little bit of a bite. It supports the cigar. It though. does, but I like it with the ice. Yeah. And I haven't touched it since we started recording, so it's been sitting with the ice now for what twenty five yeah. minutes. Puba needs a refill. I'm gonna have a little neat <laughs> just to try it. Oh Jesus, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I just discovered. Apparently, we've stumbled upon a perfect pairing. Oh, have we? we have. Oh, is that right? I just was looking at some quick history on Highland Park, and the first thing I read: the Highland Park Distillery was founded by Magnus Unsen, a butcher, 
<laughs> Are you kidding? You're I joking, right? Stop. Oh my I can't god. Make this up. I can't awesome. make this up. I love it. Wow. I can't make it up. It's, it's Viking honor. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out and just let everybody think that we're geniuses. I write. <laughs> no, I think it, it does taste good. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think the spirit would go with a pork wine, boys? I want Pooba's opinion on that. He's having it neat like I am. Well, it, what do you it, think? I think for something that's 84 proof, mm-hmm. um, it's a little higher proof. Uh, it's actually, you know, yeah. I, I can drink the scotch. It's, 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 it's not bad. No, it's not bad. A little bite in the front. What's right? the deal with it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the price? How much does it cost? Where is it made? So uh, so I have a little bit of the history. Senator can hit up the price. Um, so this is an interesting story. Actually, I was reading before we got here today, knowing we were going to do this. Um, and this is pretty cool. It was founded, as they say, in either 1798 or 1826, depending on which story you go by. So uh, its location is in Orkney in Scotland, the northernmost distillery in Scotland. And it was began distilling at the site back in the late 18th century, but it in 1798. But it wasn't until 1826 that a license was granted for lawful operation. So it operated for nearly 30 years illegally. Makes sense. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and what they say here, I also like this part of it. They were outlaws. And yeah, they were outlaws. But this is one of the few distilleries to still carry on the tradition of floor malting which is a labor-intensive process where the barley is spread out across the floor and is regularly hand-turned for even germination before being kilned with Orkney peat, uh, a famous peat apparently, uh, saturated by salt spray. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, so they use a very, very, very old process to make this, uh, to make this single malt scotch. Aged primarily in sherry casks, which is not abnormal. Um, that's where you get the color and yeah. they've won they've won a lot of awards and I gotta say this it, 12 pretty is good. pretty damn good when you say they've won a lot of awards I like a lot like a lot of awards I'm really shocked so j- just some of these just quick accolades uh, Highland Park's 25 year whiskey was the first spirit ever to receive a perfect 100 point score at the ultimate spirits challenge that's crazy wow in 2018 two of its special distillery releases the light and the dark were each awarded a double gold medal in the San Francisco Wine uh, World Spirits Competition, which actually is respected. Like anything that wins an award there is usually pretty good. And uh, the thing I'm, I'm really shocked by, in 2018, Highland Park ranked second behind sister distillery, the McAllen, in whiskey auction sales. Really? Which is crazy. They're that second is, to McAllen? Second to McAllen what in the? auction sales. T- drink it straight. Yeah, I'm having a straight. Have yeah. it neat. Have to do that. It, yeah. it it is it is it is surprisingly for something that's 85 proof. Mm-hmm. It's actually I will, there, it's there's some caramel in there. Yeah. It's uh it's a it's definitely a man's drink. This is this is not for the lighthearted. No, think, but it's not, but it's not like some kind of crazy high proof bourbon. It's not. He's right. He's it, right. It, this is actually it it's kind of smooth and rich. It's a little viscous. It's it's actually is there a little heat? Yeah, but it's not. It's not to the point where you know you're like, I have to put ice in this right now. This is true, and I would love to have this in the winter, kind of around the holidays. It it's a warming type of a spirit. It, it's, so it's not. It's it's pretty good. Do you guys, do you guys think that neat 
that it actually pairs better with the cigar than it does yes, with ice? I think so. I haven't because had it with ice. Because of the oomph of the cigar? I agree. Has to. Has to. And to Puba's point, it's actually enjoyable neat. Yeah. Totally enjoyable. Yeah. Neat. Like up front, there's like the, there's there's a sweet smoothness to it. And then on the finish, it's it's not as hot as you would think it would be. Um, mm-hmm. What would you compare it to? Like what does it taste like? It doesn't have like as long of a finish as let's say Macau twelve, but it's pretty good. I'm you guys not, always compare the spirit. It goes back to the Macallan twelve. That's the baseline right? for us. Yeah. yeah, always has been. I, it doesn't have those like pronounced like the really. It's. I think it's the, not. It's not not complex. It's, no, it's double negative, but it's it's. I think there's Belvini, some, some things going on yeah, there. Belvini's a bit more complex. I think there's more flavor, different type of flavor. Well, it's sweeter. It is, yeah, sweeter. Yeah, this is sherry. wild. I so. think that's a little more sherry forward. I think Belvini. It is, really even though these were these are Asian sherry yeah. casks. Yeah. You don't really get that profile. There's, there's a little bit. There's yeah. cherry. I get a little cherry. Hmm. I get a little. Uh, I get a little citrus like, to use Bam's. A little mm. citrus. There's, a little, citrus there. there's a little bit of like a. I ban the use of that word. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the patent. <laughs> I do. I'll send you my invoice. <laughs> like if there's a little caramel. There's a little cherry. It's actually. It's. It's. I'm glad that I. I had it neat. I had a little ice in there before. You can taste it, and it's. It's actually quite good i agree i'm, I'm, I'm very happy it. with this i'm glad very i i, I would c- certainly pick this up do, do they have a 17 year or something uh no right all right i don't uh, think 17 i think they have an 18 how much was this bottle we never discussed that. i think it was 60 bucks 60 bucks okay no it's less so we're gonna get to price oh wow it's, oops great deal i thought it was 60 hmm. um one of the things i think puba said like where is this made we know scotland generally but something also i'm surprised to read says that Highland Park is the northernmost distillery in the world, located on the Orkney Islands off the northern northeastern coast of Scotland where the Atlantic Ocean meets the North Sea. Never Vikings. Any of this. I'm, sure, I'm sure Grinder's been there. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. He's, he has right some, now. He he's has, there now. That's why he's not he here. He has some kind of story where he's like, so actually. Uh, he's done reconnaissance. I met, I met the great, great, great great grandson of of the butcher like i can see him saying <laughs> of the orkneys and, and and i actually witnessed them uh floor malting floor malting <laughs> uh you, you know using ancient viking shovels <laughs> that were and viking rakes that, his, that, his, that are that are from the 16th century his grinder's detail is awesome that's awesome <laughs> by the way Pooba's nailing it by the way yeah he is <laughs> and, the, and and what, what what makes it so special is, is 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 the material that they used to forge these rakes <laughs> were forged in a very special way mm. and by the no one else has these by rakes. the ex-wives of the vikings <laughs> the ex-wives. And, and yes, their yes. anger and frustration yes. went into the creation of these things <laughs> yes yes so on the price point, the price point is actually very good. It's a total wine, fifty-five. Okay. Wow. Wow. There you go. Are, are you guys? Uh, did you guys get any peatiness on this? No peat for me. I didn't well, get, I get any. Some. Pe- Just a touch. A, a touch. Little bit. I haven't got very that. A little yeah. bit. Not yeah. a ton, but a little bit. Mm. Yeah. It's 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 pretty balanced, actually. Very. It is, and I I would even say a little bit complex. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah. It's 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 actually. 
I would I would be very comfortable serving this to any guest at my home. I'd I, I like I'm definitely interested in in grabbing a bottle of this. I I, I I'm gonna have it. I, I, it's I, not I, blowing I, my hair back because I like don't have an affinity to the brand, so I think that I'm biased. You don't like but Vikings? Like if this was if this was uh, I'm down with Viking stuff. I think. I don't know if I, I would don't know if I'm actually just <laughs> thinking back. Like, well, maybe not. I mean, Vikings. They the Viking funeral the was Vikings, very cool. You know the I Viking mean, funeral. You know what they like, do? Were on they the, winners? The but oh, they send them out on the boat, the and yeah, then they fire a uh, lit, arrow, lit arrow, yeah. and they set the boat on fire. Right, but like the Vikings were like winners, but they turned into like real losers somehow. Mm-hmm. I, what, well, not, Minnesota, the football team, they don't do well, too well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they were really tough. Like they should have done more. Right, and yeah. then, but they kind of like well, they, they looted they, and they, plundered. They, they, they kind of did raped a lot of looting, <laughs> looting and stuff, right? And they kind of like nomads. Sounds like my former life, maybe. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> you are very, very formidable. Uh, okay, all right, I take it. Um, I don't know if I would serve this to every guest that I have at the house. This is more for an experienced scotch drinker i think if if i'm sitting around a fire with some 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 folks who like scotch yeah, i'd be oh, very happy pulling no this problem out. yeah over a lot of the other 12 years that we've done yeah you know i think this is really delicious yeah agreed i'm running the lincoln tunnel right now <laughs> <laughs> i just paid a toll i'm on the helix i just got off the helix and now i got a tunnel for those of you who aren't from new york there's a helix that runs into the lincoln tunnel yeah it's called the gauntlet Gotta run that gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear that they're announcing uh, surge pricing for Midtown Manhattan? Yes, congestion pricing. Congestion yeah. pricing. For no, it's already, no, it's, nobody wants to go anymore. It's not yeah. talked about. It's done. It's, it's happened happening now. Yeah, yeah, it's happening next May. Yeah, great. It's gonna be uh, if you go into Midtown during during high time, there's gonna be an, an additional surcharge you're gonna hit on your easy so, pass. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. for you to get from New Jersey in a car into midtown manhattan before you park you're looking at about 30 35 bucks yeah before you park that's yeah. during rush and then, hour and yeah. then like once you get out of the car and like walk down the street you know you just have to have your head in a swivel you need like a chiropractor after because someone's just gonna like you know no. hit you in the head with an axe come on <laughs> really you think i'm kidding uh, yeah you go stand on the edge by the yellow bump, by the yellow by the yellow bumps in the subway post with your back yes. turned yes you're doing that right now uh, no you're stand with your back turned i don't ever do that <laughs> to the subway track he doesn't he, take this he pays no, congestion pricing That's, come on wow <laughs> i don't either i, mean, I actually people, don't people, no. people yeah. can't even take the subway anymore i never dude. <laughs> Sub is a pack. so I've thought about this. You know, I traversed. Dude, Rick Moranis yeah. got his head kicked in. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh boy. Yeah. What were we gonna say, Ben? No, I, so I traversed Manhattan to get to Brooklyn twice a week to look at sites and things like that. I try to go after rush hour, so I'll avoid that tax. I think, and you got to get out of Manhattan before rush hour as well. So of I try to I try to hit that middle sweet spot in and out. But you probably go and take the FDR and all the way down. You know, honestly, I followed a map. It takes me to the less yeah, like suicidal route. Triple A? Yeah. <laughs> I follow a map. <laughs> I do. It takes me AAA? to the less, the, yeah. the least traveled route. What, do you right. stop at the gas station? 
Get your AAA discount. Unfold it. I follow a map. My AARP card will get me there. You use a highlighter? No, man. <laughs> what are we talking about? Because I use a map. I map in my Apple, uh, my Apple map. No, Takes I, me to where I, I need to I go. understand. It's just you said I use a map. Just thinking of my, I'm thinking of my dad like driving up to Lake George. Like he says, like, we need a map. It, puts it out <laughs> on the table. All right, I call my son over. Get the highlighter. Let's go. I got to map my day out. <laughs> That's a lot of highlighter, baby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Clark Griswold style. <laughs> hey, Bam Bam, Dad, what are we doing? I got to map out the the route today. Okay, get in here. Get your highlighter. Um, so, boys, we're uh, about halfway through here on the Tatuaje. Tuxla, Loma de Cerdo. What do you guys think of it? Not hating it. I'm not hating it like I was at the beginning. Right. I'm not hating it. I'm not liking it. I'm not loving it, but I I can find things I like about it right now. I'm surprised by this pagoda. I feel like this would be more your speed. I know. It's It's like I'm seeking. I'm seeking something, and I'm just not getting it. I feel like it's all right there. It's everything there. Listen, oh, yeah, yeah. A little ayahuasca, you'd be right into this. <laughs> seek it right out. Did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> There's the shank. I just oh, heard a mumble. Yeah. <laughs> mumble must have rumble. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of liking it right now. Yeah, it's I'm kind of like smokable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The, the, the thing that, that's off for me right now is the... Is the is the aftertaste what's lingering in my mouth after I push the the smoke out? For me, that finish is minerally. Yeah, I don't, I'm not loving it. I'm not hating it, honestly. It's just, what's uh, the right? It's okay. What do you think of it, Senator? I don't love the finish, and and what it's doing is forcing me to smoke more of the cigar yeah, because i actually like the front the front how, yeah. yes how it nice. first hits your palate as now it's gotten a little sweeter i'm like yeah. oh those are notes that i enjoy but mm-hmm. then when it, the finish <laughs> it gets kind of a little bit bitter and then i'm just going to just draw again because i want to get rid of that so, so you're so, chain smoking tonight pretty much <laughs> if you're pretty larry much. david it's kind of like eh, eh. i don't know i think what we said earlier eh. that if there's there's a guy or girl out there that likes this type of a profile i think this is Right up there, but alley. it's hard to even define what this profile is. Well, yeah, it's molasses. To, There's molasses. I think that's where the sweetness comes in for me. Is molasses to me? It's it's I just like a, a yeah. dark, bitter, semi-sweet cocoa and a lot uh-huh. of earth. Mm. If those are your notes. Yeah. That's your jam. Then you'd probably like this. Yeah. I think as somebody who enjoys a Liga, with the, which I think is a better cigar it's than better, this, yeah. would might. Might kind of in the like same this. world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a little in the same world. Yeah. And less yeah. expensive and more available, I bet. Right. The only thing I will well, give it's this. Limited, so that's it's true. That's just true. Yeah. The only thing I will give this cigar a lot of credit for, the construction I actually think is really good. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah. I mean, and it's burned perfectly even awesome. all the way through. The draw is not wide open, but not too resistant. It's the exact right amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the wrapper actually looks very nice in this cigar. Yes. Which we've experienced on almost every Mexican yeah. San Andres wrapper we've very had. True, it's true. It looks great. Yeah. It's very dark, oily, but I'd you be know. curious. Like, let this sit for like a year and see what happens. You know? Could be. It's interesting with cigars because it's it is you, know, you like have to commit time to it. And yeah, it, it's not just something like oh, I'll have a taste of that and it's okay for. It, you have to. Yeah, it's like you, cigar aficionado reviews. <laughs> two puffs in this is a 97 point cigar <laughs> right i mean like I, to, to sit with this ever again for me 
Like it's never happened. Yeah, it, this is it's never yeah, happened. It's not. It's not the oak flavor profile. I can't. You know. But you know what? My life. My I don't have enough time for. To, to, You're to, too to delicate for this balloon. No. <laughs> no. I said no, that earlier. I like that. No, but I, I, I think. I, but 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 something like not that you could even compare to the two, but like a P two or an eight nine eight or a stronger. Oh, totally different. Totally oh, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no. But or, or a Nicaraguan another, another or, or okay or like a or like a Pedro ninetieth. No, like a Liga. Liga. Um, you know, I can. I, I'll enjoy a Liga. Sure. Or the Papas Fritas that they make as well. Oh, that's yeah. Well, yeah that's, that's, I think that Puma's got a secret stash. Yes, he does. Told us about By the way, I think the Liga. Cigar, I think the Liga. The one, the one thing about the Liga for how much Umfint could have, mm-hmm. there is an added. It, it, you, you know, it has the spice, it has the cocoa, it's it has rich. the oomph, but there's a little sweetness. You're there. getting the, so, yeah. so rooster. When we smoked that, you hit it on the head. You get dried fruit, raisin, raisin, yeah, dried yeah. fruit. You get dried it's forward, fruit. yeah. Yes. It's very, and that's, that's what, what this needs. It needs that. It yeah. needs exactly balance, where I was going. Balance off that spice and that bitter it's chocolate. So for yeah. me, it's less bitter chocolate. But if you've had like raw molasses. There's a tartness to it. There's a little bit of a sourness to it, and it, and on the finish, I like molasses. So there's, there is some very slight chocolate notes that you get in that. I'm kind of this is like a molasses cigar for me. It's not that rich, and it's not that rich for me. No, maybe not. And it's not that sweet. Molasses is sweet. Not all of it. There's other. There are different grades of molasses. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, it's true. He's a molasses, a molasses uh, connoisseur over here. He's a molasses. Uh, I, lo- I love jams and jellies and molasses. Where do you go and buy like marmalades? <laughs> I love marmalade. He's a big marmalade, marmalade guy. An English or an American marmalade? <laughs> oh, that's a huge difference. Now, <laughs> you got me there. I knew I'd get him <laughs> going. Stuff. What the hell? orange marmalade? That's English. Has a little bit of bitter because they use some rind in it. Yes, the yes, rind. And you actually the see the rind in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that marmalade with a little bit of butter on like a piece of toast. It's is, heaven. It's excellent. It's not like heaven. very sweet like we get here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's got to be the English Indian connection. <laughs> it is. Yeah, the British I mean, basically. Yeah, we've colonized for two hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to answer uh, Pagoda's question on the other offerings from Highland Park. They have a lot. Um, they have a 10, they have the 12 that we're drinking tonight, they have a 15, an 18, a 21, and it goes up from there. They have a 25, a 30, they have a 40, and a 50. Oh my gosh. So, I mean... The most famous bottle they make is their 18. Yep. Hmm. So I knew when I... I remember when I was first getting into scotch, like, you, for some reason, it's just like, everybody says you have to have Highland Park 18, and when you even look on their site about their 18, it's they've won more awards for their 18 year than anything else they make. The price point is is actually very reasonable. It's uh, 150 a bottle for their 18 year, and I say that because it's like McAllen 15 goes for. Yeah, what's McAllen 18? 220. Yeah. I so, kids, what that, that means is he started uh, drinking uh, 150 dollar bottles of scotch. This yeah. Kid. yeah, at yeah, least very sophisticated. Quite a nice start. Senator's very sophisticated. <laughs> oh as yeah. We know. No, so the funny thing was actually years ago when I started drinking scotch, the 12 year bottle. I think this was to try to market the 18. Not kidding. You'd buy the 12-year bottle, and it would come with a little airplane-sized bottle of the 18 to really? taste. Wow. I swear that's to you. That's brilliant, actually. That's so cool. that's how. So no, I wasn't paying 150 when I was in college for an 18-year scotch, but I got the little airplane bottle. I was like, <laughs> oh, look at this. I'm having this 18-year. Nice. Um, I will say, at the time, I mean, I didn't know anything about scotch, so I didn't really like it. But having this now, I would like to try their 18. Cool. No, yeah. No, the reason I asked was also because I think 
friend of mine, uh, she comes to the lounge, by the way. She had given me the Highland Park 18 on my 40th birthday. I, I remember enjoying it, but I never really pursued it. You know, it was, but I don't remember like the flavors from years ago, but it's the, the brand name just stuck around. Well, the, I'll be honest. This makes me want to try the 18 because me too. Me too. not only from what we're experiencing tonight with the 12, but also hearing the awards, hearing the accolades and hearing yeah. what people think of it. Like I want to try it. I, I definitely think we should put that in the rotation. And remind me, remind me again what the 12 cost. What was that cost? 55. $55. Yeah. Great Which deal. She's a great price point. It is. It is. So yeah. I'm also looking, I'm on their site, by the way, as I'm looking, you know, answering Pagoda's question about what else they offer. Man, they're, they're branding their, their, the design on their bottles. It's very, very unique and cool. You know, a lot of the scotch that comes out of, uh, you know, out of Scotland, very simple. You know, and they're understated. Yeah, very yeah. understated from and the point of view of brand. All identity. very Viking-driven <laughs> marketing, which is obviously tying to their their roots. But it's very, very cool. Yeah, very cool brand. We should get the fifty-year. That'd be an interesting one. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster, expense that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Puba's joking. Puba's eightieth birthday. <laughs> We were talking earlier about people reaching for these cigars or buying singles and whatnot, and it's like it makes me think as we're sitting here, and I'm, you know, I had the experience I did in the first third, and now into the second third, like I'm kind of enjoying it. It's like, you know, had it not been for a night like this where we're doing a podcast, you never would have had this all cigar. sitting together. Yeah, I don't even know. Yes, I would never have never had the cigar, had no. but I would have also, if we're not recording, I would have probably given up. In the first third, because I just, yeah. Yeah, 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 and now it's like I'm glad I did it because yeah. of the this exercise that we're doing, right? It's a bit of a journey. Yeah, it's I'm like I, I'm very happy with it. I just wish the blending decision was a little different. Yeah, I, I've had kind of had enough at this point. I'm kind of down to the last, maybe the last third of it. I'm kind of at the point. It's where funny. I'm, it seems like I'm I'm the one who's smoking the fastest. Yeah, you're fast. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm kinda, yeah. and kinda uh, pagoda. You know, I've had kind of enough. Hmm. Not that it's, you know. You're not offended by it. No, nah, but it's enough already. Okay, that's fair. You know, for me. So I got a good question for you guys from a listener, Liz Lizard Bill, who's emailed us a few times. We've talked about Bill before. Um, he spends his time in Mexico in the U.S. Um, he was talking about he loved our Cuban segments and whatnot. He's had a Cuban trip on his bucket list for a long time. Loved the, uh, the episodes we did, the recap episodes of our trip to Cuba. And he said, a few episodes back, you guys mentioned a new law in Mexico that you cannot smoke in public, which mm. is something we talked about quite a few times. So he said, I live here in Mexico, and I haven't seen or heard anything about this, so possibly it's being enforced in only the tourist destination. So we talked about this, that we had heard that they were putting up you know, uh, uh, quite literal yeah. tarps in, 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 in storefronts, in storefronts and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And I guess that they've relaxed it a little bit, which is nice. And obviously hearing that from a resident as well. That's good news. Um, so I hope that's the case. But so he said, more importantly, I have a question for you guys. Do you ever eat and smoke while dining? Yes. I've eaten at two different higher end steakhouses here in Mexico where they allow you to eat and smoke. I really enjoy it. It's a really, it's a super different experience. Back in my days of youth, everyone smoked everywhere. So I'm curious what you guys think. Keep the pod going. I absolutely love it. Lizard Bill. We awesome. would love to do that more, but it's we just would. not possible. I mean, none of the restaurants well, here allow you to. I would have. Uh, I would say. Northlands. Yeah, I was about to yeah, go there. Very so, few. 
Every experience that I've had in a North Lounge with a meal and a lit cigar, I'll take That's a few great. bites, take a sip of my whatever I'm drinking, a few puffs on a cigar. It is heavenly. By the way, we keep saying North Lounge. Let's tell the listener, especially one that's in the tri-state area, we're By talking about Hearth and Tap. Hearth and Tap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Montvale, New Jersey. Montvale, New Jersey. Hearth and Tap in Montvale, New Jersey. Place Ex- is amazing. Excellent Place destination. Place is absolutely amazing. Yeah. 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 We love it. Uh, the proprietor there is fantastic. Yeah. He's a friend of Puba's and ours. Um, but man, not only the smoking experience and and the alcohol experience, but mm-hmm. the food, yes. the trifecta, the service, it's just, it's a real destination for someone who mm-hmm. wants great food, great spirits, and yeah. wants to smoke. I mean, it's really a special place. You it's can't excellent. do that many places. No, no. It's very cozy, so comfortable. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. But, you know, to, to talk about Bill's question, I know I'm certainly someone that, you know, when we were talking, we would joke about the Wonder Truck you know, showing up and delivering a Bobby Flay steak here. Mm-hmm. I miss sitting down here at our lounge. At our club, yep. With, a, you know, a steak from the Wonder Truck and smoking a Monty 2 or a Padron Exclusivo while I'm eating. It does enhance it for me with a glass of red wine. Like, I really love that trifecta. And I'm curious, like, I, we haven't talked about it much. We, you know, we obviously experienced that at the North Lounge, but... Do you guys miss that? Do you guys like that? Like, what's your experience with food, smoking, alcohol? Like, I, what do you like about I, it? I I kind of like it sometimes. It's kind of, I guess it depends on the food. I'm kind of not as into like I don't want to eat like a short rib over whatever, or a steak and really smoke a cigar at the same time. But like, I can see myself in a more of a setting where it's a cocktail hour setting. Like, I lead a lamb chop uh, or something on a tray and be smoking and then and then maybe have so little bit of the i i just for me eating like a full-on main course and smoking no but like snacking for sure mm-hmm. interesting on certain things that's that's where i'm at i feel a little bit differently i think for me if i'm eating a heavier meal i actually really like having a cigar with it and i say that because if i'm having something lighter like let's say i'm having like a light piece of fish or something like that I'm not really craving having a cigar at that exact moment. I'll, I'm, I would rather wait till after I've had that meal to light up. But a heavier meal like a steak, a short rib, a pork um, tenderloin, a pork tenderloin, <laughs> um, th- the meal is so substantial yeah. that like it just holds up so well. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. also because the meal's heavy, I'm gonna eat it a bit slower than yes. right. something yes. lighter. Right. It so slows it's like, you down. It does. Because this I, slows you down. I like, you know, have a few pieces of steak, have a few puffs of a cigar, go back to the steak. Yeah. There's some kind of ritual there that Dude, I really like. He's singing my song. I agree. I love the extension of time during a meal while you're smoking. Yes. It's just something special about it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. And I, I feel very similar, which I like because you know. Puba's perspective is the opposite of mine because yeah. I, I'm when I'm when I want to smoke and have a, a a really good meal, I want something really rich and heavy, mm-hmm. and I want a nice pairing with it. Like and I said, wanna, and you want to take your time, and with I want to take my time. That's and it. it's like when I have that fillet or a nice piece of meat, nice side, a glass of red wine, and a Monte Cristo number two, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Man, that is heaven to it me. Is, it is, and it's also. It's with a group like yeah. this, sitting with the lizards, and it's also oh, when I'm alone. sitting by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alone. I've done that many oh, times. God. I love it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just some of the most exciting meals to me are when you you are somehow able to do that because where we live, obviously, there are not many places that you can smoke a cigar and eat at the same yeah. time. 
But I think of like when I'm traveling, you know, we obviously we went to Cuba and yeah, we were Havana. in Havana. Yeah. You know, we remember the restaurants where we were able to light up. It was air conditioned indoors <laughs> and it was incredible. That's that's Nirvana. Um, what did you say that's about Nirvana. wait? What, remember what he said? <laughs> oh, by the way, oh boy. He goes, I remember this in, this, in uh, one of the recap episodes from Cuba. We were we did this whole recap of all the restaurants, right? And I think it was episode one or something of, of the recap. And we're talking about Al Carbone, which yeah. is one of the oh, great, which yeah. is an excellent restaurant. Oh so we do this whole thing about all the food we ate and everything. And at the end of it, we, the senator goes, and you know, I just pulled out a cigar, and all of a sudden, an ashtray just magically appeared. That's true. That's true. And he goes, this is what dreams are made of. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. I mean, it's it amazing. Is. I mean, yeah. it's just incredible. And it's like those, like you said, it's like, you know, just like with the cigar, like we talked about on a previous episode, it's like every cigar you smoke, good, bad, or indifferent, there's a memory attached to it. Like, the, the, you're, you know, it's always that time spent. It's true. And it's like when you add a great meal to it with friends mm -hmm. or without, like we're saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's really an enhanced experience. It's spectacular. You know, there's just nothing. To and I think that's to. why we love. You know, we have there's there's a great steakhouse near us. This place, Sophia's in in Englewood, New Jersey, where you can smoke cigars on their patio while you're having a steak, and that's very unique. I mean, ninety nine percent of the steakhouses around here, you can't do that. That's they don't true. even have yeah. an outdoor section that you could smoke and eat at the same time. And if yeah. they did, they don't want you to smoke. Right. Now there yeah. is Jamie's in Clifton. That's another. Place. That's yeah. a great place too. Jamie's I've, in Clifton. I've, I've been there a bunch of times. You know, it's a limited menu. Everything they make is pretty good, but again, you get a steak. You're there for two hours, having a meal and a cigar and a few glasses of wine. It's just, yeah. What well, about you, Cuba, Rooster? Uh, the Cuba. I mean, I remember like Al Carbone. Not only that, you could smoke, eat, drink. There was also live music. Oh, the right. music, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then going to Tropicana at the show. That's another place. I mean, it's kind of oh, great, kind of like outdoors, but you're well, it's all like, outdoors. Yeah. yeah, it's outdoors, but it was like a canopy of trees. You're yeah. watching the show, cigar the, in your hand, food, cigar in your hand. Oh yeah, you're watching the amazing show. I mean, it was <laughs> that was a great time. So, do you ever in in the states here by yourself at home? Are you ever having dinner and having a cigar? Is is that ever happening, or is that not really? I kind of enjoy a cigar more after dinner. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's more of a function, and tell me if you agree or disagree, well, but for me, it's more a function of when I'm having a meal at home by Mrs. myself Senator. or with yeah. Mrs. Senator or whoever, it, it the, the meal itself, the only meals that are lengthy are when I'm having like guests over, and that's not an appropriate time. You know, usually right. many guests don't smoke cigars, so I'm not mm -hmm. going to light up then. So those are like the lengthier meals where I actually would like a cigar with dinner. <laughs> but for most normal meals, they're they're shorter meals. So I'm not really like craving lengthening that, having a cigar. I want to kind of have the meal and then get to like dessert, which for many of us is a cigar. Yeah. Um, it's really the longer meals that make me want to right. smoke along with it. I mean, yeah. typically I can see myself, you know, at a, at a restaurant, more so at home. Mm-hmm. Because at home I'm kind of eating inside, not outside. Yeah. So also the setting and who you're with is important. When we're with the lizards and we're you know if we're together, it's it's just a fantastic experience. Yeah, because everybody's yeah. on the same. Oh page. yeah, yeah the exactly only thing, right. The only yeah. thing I will say where I am with Puba, um, it's not all lengthy meals because I would say if I'm at a restaurant that is like very high end and and kind of has like a really elaborate presentation and 
maybe a tasting menu, something like that. I'm just want to be all in on the food. I'm mm. not that I would not want a cigar in those situations. For me, it's like lengthier meals with things that are very straightforward, like a steak. I mean, there's only so many ways to make a steak. Mm. And so I'm not overly concentrated on that steak. I want to have, you know, some of it, enjoy the cigar and kind of create an experience that is something that is very simple. But something more complex, I just want to be all in on the food. So that that's where yeah. I would agree with. It's a good perspective. I would be all in if Eleven Madison Park had a cigar pairing <laughs> menu. <laughs> <laughs> is I'm that in. the vegan restaurant? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's when it went downhill. It once it went <laughs> vegan. <laughs> I thought it was still, out of business. It still has three. <laughs> I thought they were done. No, it's just Madison Park. <laughs> There's still three Michelin star restaurants. Oh, that's very so. nice. Oh. Yeah. Ricardo, how about you? Overall, it's all about freedom, right? And the option uh, to smoke, right? If you're in a place where you have the freedom to pick up or light up a cigar and just chill and hang out and, you know, food's coming in, it's great. Meaning it's up to you whether you want to smoke or not smoke. I think what's happened now is it's become very restrictive. And I think that's what's really killing the vibe. But having said that, yeah, meaning... I really enjoy it. In fact, you know, I always think about uh, El Carbon. Yeah. Like it's one of the places that stands out to me for that experience when we were lighting up cigars and obviously the service was impeccable and it was just a great, great night. Yeah, I think in that type of a situation, I'd be more open to it. It's just generally speaking like, I don't know. Like it, it depends on the food. I think that's a good point too. Like a, a salty point. kind of steak pairs a little bit well i'm just thinking about where i eat like if i was eating let's say like at varka like eating like greek food or something like i don't think that the you know the garlic and the oregano and the whatever <laughs> do you know what i mean and the tzatziki sure. is gonna go with the cigar very well but yeah a piece of meat you know what i'm saying sure. or like in, in, a, in a cocktail party atmosphere where you're you're smoke smoking a cigar like let's say outside at a wedding uh or something and the lamb chops come around or you that have works. an oyster or you works, have a yeah. you know and you have a glass of champagne you know what i mean that's you're kind of like to me that that kind of works in some situations like italian food like i can't picture myself like smoking a cigar and like eating dim sum <laughs> do, do, do you know do, 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 do you know what i mean like he's not like, wrong he's not wrong like like, 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 like you know i'm like i I'm like like bring more bring you know bring more dumplings like i think a cohiba siglo one would do very well but sometimes <laughs> oh, some, yeah. you know? and then some um and anyway some you know more. what i mean so i do I know what you it mean does depend on, he's not on, wrong on, yeah on, yeah on, what's what what's the eating. uh what's the lounge in new york is it cafe macanudo is it macanudo or monte cristo club macanudo club, club macanudo right they have a full menu there full dinner menu yeah. steak everything yeah so yeah. I, i've actually had a steak there well i've had a cigar with some yeah. red wine me too which has been really good mm -hmm. and that's one of the few places in the city that it has because like the menu, menu carnegie is a very limited kind yeah. of just like small bites it's yep, not it's like, like a full yeah. Yeah. full meal and you know even merchants, merchants now actually it, it it skews now a little more um full meal mm -hmm. um so you you could actually like they have a steak you can get there and things like that which is ideal but uh, a lot of the places i mean 
uh, Grand Havana room was a great place. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I've had many. I've had many meals there yeah. with cigars. Yeah, that's a different well, experience. Yeah, that's yeah. When the yeah. food, when yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like I'm not doing I'm not doing like you know the pork carnitas tacos and like no. a cigar yeah, it's and like weird. some guacamole and you your know? hands are I'm, dirty. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I'm not doing that. You know, um, I, had, I had a buffalo chop at the Grand Havana room once. It was incredible. A and what? A buffalo chop. It was what does that a, mean? It was a big piece of buffalo. What? Medium, medium, medium rare. Did you? Did you? They had did, buffalo did on they that, bring you back it. into the kitchen oh, no. and then use your club? It was. <laughs> it was probably. Was it buffalo or bison? Oh, bison. It was bison. bison. Yes, bison. I'm sorry. Bison. Okay, that makes a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah, a yeah. buffalo chop. Forgive me, bison. Puma, like by kid. the way, is over here gesturing like uh-huh. a little bam, ca- bam, killing it with his well, right, like like a little like a little caveman, and then <laughs> and then he does like a like, like a Viking, does, like, like a Viking, like a Viking. I like tenderizing my meat. Well, yeah. Like, like, well, yeah. Like he, he goes back in his little in his little outfit. Bam bam. His so little this, leopard toga. His little uh. leopard toga. Then, then he does like a, an ancient etching. Like uh. how, he, how, he, how he beat the animal on like the wall. He draws like a little picture. Like a picture, it, yeah. It like you would in the side Venice. of a cave. I love Even, you, Pooba. Uh, I love you, Pooba. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, venison. Yeah, I've had that, be. but not with a cigar. You know what? Uh, actually, I yeah. will say uh, I love elk meat, elk tenderloin. Oh, it's yeah. phenomenal. The elk is good. It's excellent. And with a cigar, oh mm. my gosh. Where'd you have that? I, at my house. Ooh. I believe it. I told you the most surprising wow. thing when I was in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, phenomenal food city. Mm. I went to this restaurant. Which is I surprising, said, by the way. I don't mean to interrupt, but to hear Charleston, South Carolina, incredible food city. It, it, it just, has been for decades. I, but it doesn't, it doesn't ring that bell in my head. It, it is literally top five food city in America. Wow. That's but it's, good. But it's wow. been like that for 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Like, really? Wow. Yeah. Out. Some of the go there. best chefs are there. It's I've never been there. unbelievable. We got to do a lizard trip to South oh, Carolina. please, can we do that? But I went to this restaurant and they had all these just great entrees on the menu. I couldn't make a decision and I asked the waiter, I said, you know, what, what are you famous for here? What would you recommend ordering? And the guy says to me, the chef's preparation of antelope is some of the best in the country, if not the world. And I'm like, antelope? I don't know that this is something I'm going to enjoy, but I'm like, screw it. Went in Charleston. So I ordered this antelope. It is not gamey. Tastes not like gamey filet at all. mignon. It was unbelievable. If I could get it here, I'd order it again tomorrow. Wow. One of I my g- favorite meals. I'll give That's you a cool. site where you can get antelope. But it's the same with elk meat. Can you prepare it the way you had it? <laughs> We're going to Senator's house. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to hack it up? He, he belongs to a Facebook group. By the way, it comes with the head. <laughs> antelope from, from, exchange. <laughs> Listen, uh, what's, inter- what's interesting about antelope and, and elk meat, What for me, what I like about it is sometimes, you know when you have a big piece of red meat, a big piece of beef, or even bison, whatever it is, it kind of sits in your stomach. It it, it kind of like takes a while. What I like about antelope or elk is it it doesn't sit in your stomach the same way beef does, mm. but it gives you the same flavor profile. It's it's almost like a little bit of a lighter this red is true. meat. You know, this is gonna I, this is bizarre. I'm gonna even say this, <laughs> but Giz is actually 100. percent Why is that so here. bizarre? It's not bizarre. I mean, Why is that bizarre, you're, man? You're good. You're good, dude. What primitive, the hell? Primitive, <laughs> primitive yeah. palate. <laughs> This is no, but, it's just no. bizarre to think about because you think of these, you think of these other types of meat. You think they're like really gamey and actually probably going to be heavier than like normal beef. They're lighter. But the mm. thing that's funny, I remember, you know, I have a young son, 
And as he's going through these like purees and solids, and so he's trying, you know, chicken and salmon and beef and all this stuff. And I see this one like company that we use. No, no, no. But they they have (laughs) they have bison. Oh, really? And I thought it was so odd. And I I look at it and it says it says six months plus. And I'm like, what six month old is eating bison? This seems so weird. So I Google this because I'm so weirded out by it. I don't want to change that diaper. (laughs) (laughs) No. To to Gizmo's point, that diaper is gonna be better than changing the beef diaper. I'm serious. That's so when you look it up, bison yes. and these other types of, of gay meat are easier to digest Interesting. than Interesting. regular beef is. And I gave this bison my son. He loved it. It was like bison with like kombucha squash and this wow. other stuff pureed. Loved it. And yeah, it's way easier for like babies to be able to digest than regular beef. Is that because of the less fat content? Maybe It's certainly leaner, but I, it's mm. also, I don't know if it's the way that they, I don't know if it's the way that they're raised. I don't know. You know, obviously the American beef market is, yeah. you know, who knows? But, you know, I, I mean, a lot of that stuff that you get imported or whatever, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, you know. Yeah, bison is quite tasty. It's pretty lean. It's very good. And, and I don't yeah. know. Every time I've had uh, elk meat, for sure. Mm. I love it with a sweet potato, a couple jalapenos on the on the Traeger. Nice. Amazing. Some long hots. Over, uh, yeah, you guys got to come over. All right. Yeah. When? <laughs> Whenever you want, Bam. All right. You know you have my number. All right. <laughs> so we're coming to the last third here, boys, of the Tuxla. Lo- What's the name? Hold on. You got it right. You got it right. Bison meat is non-allergenic, making it easier to digest with by people with a red meat intolerance. There you it's go. also raised naturally as possible, no growth hormones, steroids, yep. drug residues inside bison meat. Awesome. Certainly, you can't say that about a lot of the beef we get. No, you for know? sure, that's true. Certainly, unless you're getting the crazy expensive stuff, but yep, only from the Dutton Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Does that even exist anymore? Does the Dutton Ranch even exist? Like, where know. is Yellowstone? Costner's. What happened? There were like five episodes, right? What happened? It's like half a season. Taylor, this dude, Taylor Sheridan, blew it up. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan blew it up. Costner wants to go do a movie. He, he only left. wants to do two weeks. And we don't have a finale. What's he doing? Waterworld Part Two. Oh, boy. What is this? That's an well, awful no, movie. No, I just don't think that. I, I think that uh, you like like. By I mean, the way, for talk, listeners, we're talking about the show Yellowstone. Yeah, well, like I said on the text, because when we were talking about this, Textla, <laughs> Kevin Costner, okay, is Hollywood royalty, gold. Yeah. Period. Hard stop. He's Kevin Costner, okay. Field of Dreams, you name it. No Way Out. I mean, you go all the way back to that. My Bodyguard. My My Bodyguard. He's royalty. The guy's royalty. He's So this guy, Taylor Sheridan, is a late bloomer who took on too much work. And like they said, I think, in the article that we saw with this God complex, and he wants to argue with uh, uh, and not respect Kevin Costner. Uh, you know, Oscar award, a freaking Oscar award winning actor um, and producer. And uh, this guy's going to fight with him and yeah, make I, problems. The, like the like thing who do you for think me, you are the thing for me. I don't even care if Kevin Costner or anybody is Hollywood royalty, any of that to me, it's just who's right. If you watch the, the season, the most recent season of Yellowstone, totally. there's no way that you can sit there and say, that this is at all consistent with how this show started, what this show's about, no. what we want to see as viewers. It's like he's taken, Sharon's taken this in this weird direction that doesn't fit 
why we all love this show to begin with. And I think that's what Costner's sitting there like, what the fuck am I doing in this show? This yeah. is not what I signed up for. Right. I'm with him 100%. And effectively, he's yeah. saying, I won't come back until I see how his character ends. Yeah. Which I respect. You know, and it's like, but the, what bothers me is that Paramount can't get these guys or get Sheridan, let's say, to see the point of like, listen, we got to come to, we got to come to a head here and end this thing. And they have him doing six other shows. Well, the, the I think the, what I read was part of the challenge is that Taylor Sheridan is, so he has a certain set of skills beyond the writing and a certain business sense that he's, that he has integrated into this whole thing meaning he owns the horses the four right? sixes he yep. owns these all this uh, he owns the whole the horses he owns so much of the stuff he's been able to somehow he's part of that you know all the training all the stuff the the the, the equipment the saddles the bridles all this stuff he owns all this crap mm -hmm. and he rents it back to the production including land the training because with the horsemanship and everything i think even down to, to some of the props other props so like i don't know if they can do the show like they do the show without, without him. him yeah even if they got a new writer or something or were able to part ways with them because there's he's got too much the hooks Listen, too much owns, into the production he owns paramount at this point he has 1883, 1923, this show. None of them got, are moving, seem to be moving forward. He's got like six shows right now. But I don't see any of them moving forward, mm -hmm. including 1883, 1923. I don't see any no of these mention. shows. No mention There's no of mention any of, of when they're coming out. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know when these shows are coming out. And they stop them like midway through. And now there's a writer's strike. Oh, now, there's now there's strike. a writer's strike. There is no writing happening. Isn't the Sylvester Stallone show also by? Yeah. By him? That's his Tulsa too. King. Yeah, yeah, Tulsa King. And that's With, not uh, Jeremy. Gonna, Renner, I don't right? think that's going to continue though, according oh, to what I've. Oh, that's right? Kingston. Kingston. That's his too. I that's his too. Yeah, that's a good show too. I mean, the guy can write. There's no doubt about it. It's just I don't know what the hell. Yellowstone had so much potential, and uh, you know. Yeah, it now it's show. like a bad political drama. I'm like, why did mm -hmm, they do yeah. that? And I like political shows, but it, it's like this doesn't make any sense. It's not. It's a weird. It's a weird move that's happened here, and it's like it, clearly the writing staff is way overextended, and it's just it seems lazy to me, the way I see it. And then compounded with how Costner feels, it's like okay, this is falling apart very very quickly. And I'm I'm concerned that like all these years that we've invested in watching this show are going to now be wasted on this bullshit that it's going to end up being a, a, a big nothing. Yeah, it could be. It's unfortunate because I think like with The Sopranos, with, with Secession, they said we're going to, there was a conscious decision, you know, made by those British producers on Secession to just to take it to a certain point and 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 end it. Yep. There was a conscious decision made by David Chase and and the writers. I'll add on one the more Sopranos to it. Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad. Yeah. They made a conscious decision to just to, to make a decision to end it. Um, and and same with Seinfeld. They offered Jerry Seinfeld a uh, hundred fifty million, and Jerry Seinfeld said, "I could have got more." Yep. To do one more season of Seinfeld, he goes, "But I didn't want to." 
do it that way. Not I diluted. didn't want yeah. to. It, it yeah. was we were at a point where it was at a peak, and that's and you that's where you want to go out. He could have got two hundred, probably two hundred million dollars for one more season. Yeah, they offered him a hundred, and I heard literally he goes, Howard Stern was like, Do you, he goes, you could could a hundred got hundred fifty, and Jerry goes more. I could have got more, but 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 what's the point? Yeah, if you're going to you know, dilute he, the rest he, of the he, show. He goes, he goes, what's the point of doing yeah. that? And the thing that it's like any writer ought to know, any series, doesn't matter how good it's ever been at any point, is defined by how it ends. Right? Game of Thrones was one of the most successful shows in history. That last right. season And was that horrible. last season completely disqualifies it from ever being considered one of the greatest because series of, the of all writing. time. Yes. And that's why, like, you look at the opposite of that, a show like Success- Succession that ended this year. Oh, wow. That, I think, is one of the greatest finales on television ever. Agreed. And Agreed. that's why that show can always be in the conversation among great shows, because yeah. they ended it well. They ended that's it right. well. It's like when you, when you, every single time, I was at this bar mitzvah over the weekend, every time, and they play, Journey comes on, and you hear Don't Stop Believing. Yep. What do you think of? You Sopranos. Think of, you yep. think of the last scene of The Sopranos. Yep. It's the first thing that comes in your mind. You're like... And it like it now it's a song that like defines New Jersey. Yeah. You're like, who would have thought? Like, like that song comes on and all you think of is all those memories of yeah. watching the, the Sopranos. The yeah. diner. And the the diner. diner. And the the diner. Li- yep. And he With puts it wife. on the jukebox. Yep. Yep. And he order know? he orders something for the table. Perfect en- perfect <laughs> ending. And it's like yeah. how tenuous it is. Like the you talk about the Sopranos. As amazing as every season of that show was, I don't think it had a single bad season. It only got better and better. If they fucked up the ending to that show, we would not be talking about The Sopranos as one of the greatest shows of all time. It's defined by how it. you have to close strong. You have to close strong. So I don't know what they're going to do with this this Yellowstone. The, the, The last season was so... There were there were times where it was just all cinematic. There was nothing going on. It was almost like there there was no writing. It was just people riding horses around. It was a nature show after every episode, like <laughs> yeah. a National Geographic special. <laughs> I'm going. When is something is something going to happen at some point? Because the <laughs> the season prior, I mean, and I dig that stuff. Like I still watch it because I'm yeah. like, wow, like this is just majestic. <laughs> I still because I'm into that. And I'm into the outdoors, but the, I'm but I'm like, is something actually going to take place at some point? Because I don't know what's going on with the season <laughs> of this goddamn dialogue, show. Please. Can we ask that same question about this cigar? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for something different or interesting to happen, but I haven't had that happen. I, oh we, I think that's a good segue. We call that a segue, boys, and it's very good. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so with what Senator just said, what do you guys think of the uh, Tuxla right now? It's, it's not ending that bad. I thought the last third was mediocre. Yeah. Typical Tatuai yeah. DNA. It just ends mediocre. Yeah. The last yeah. third. Yeah. It kind of fizzled for me. Smoothed out. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah. The second third was really good. Yeah. But the last third was eh, mediocre. All right. It's, so. not, the, it's <laughs> not the worst cigar I've had. Yeah. No, way. it's not. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's no. true. True. So are you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating yes. on the highland park 12 yep, year yep yep all right bam bam you're up i'm gonna go with a seven seven yep. okay i enjoy it i think i liked it more than i thought i would it's definitely an eight for me hmm. okay senator i'm between a seven and an eight the price point is great 55 bucks a bottle i can't argue with that 
there's in, there's a surprising versatility to this scotch in that I first had it with ice, then I poured some neat. And when I had it neat, I said, oh, I could very much see drinking this during the, the fall, the winter. But with ice, it brings out some sweeter notes and smooths it out even more. And I could see drinking that during the summer. So, um, I mean, that that it definitely deserves credit for that. I usually associate spirits generally with like a very defined moment in time. There are not many, I would say, are incredibly versatile. Um, the flavor profile is the only thing. I mean, I love a sherry forward scotch, so that precludes it from a 9 or a 10. And now the question is still this this 7 or 8. I'm going to round up and give it an 8 because I would drink it again. I do think it actually has some complexity. I mean, we've reviewed stuff like Abelor very yeah. well, and yeah. Abelor is well, as straightforward and textbook of just a sherry bomb and nothing very else. very sherry forward, yeah. And so this definitely has a lot more complexity than that. I, I have to round up to an eight. Hmm. So for everything you just said, I'm also at an eight. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm definitely going to buy a bottle of this. Really? At 55 bucks? Hmm. Yeah, I, I really dug it. So eight for me. Puba. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. I'd order it. I'd have it. For all, I'm not going to, yeah, I mean, I think all the commentary is accurate. I'm glad I gave it a seven because I don't think an eight, even for this, is probably just a touch high. Yeah. That's just why a seven? I'm very curious. That's an interesting, yeah. Where did it falter to to get a seven? I don't don't think it's a step down from an eight. I don't think it faltered much. The burn, there's a little bit of a burn for me on the front and the finish. Other than that, there wasn't anything wrong with it. Hmm. I think a lot of scotches that we drink have more of a burn than this. Seven, I don't know. I think it's a fair score. So the formal liquor rating, boys, on the Highland Park 12 is a 7.8. Fair. I think it's a little low. I think it's a little low. Yeah, I think it deserves it. I'm really surprised, Bam. I I feel like because the brand is not as well known that you're, you're... Maybe. I've never heard of this. So I well, that's that. why <laughs> I will say if that. we slap McCallum at Bell, I thought like, it, oh, I thought it had, no, 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 no. I really thought it had a level of complexity that was quite pleasant. You know, it was tasty. I had no ice in my drink from the beginning. I had it neat from the beginning to the end. I enjoyed it. It was, it was right, pretty look, good. If it said untuck it on it, what would you have rated? <laughs> <laughs> now you know I love untuck it. <laughs> it would have been a nine. Yeah, <laughs> with a bison steak, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 7.8, good score. Good score. All right, boys, are you ready to do the formal lizard rating on the Tatawahe Tuxla? Can't wait for this. Loma yeah. Deserto. <laughs> Put your tuxedo on. All right. <laughs> so I'm between a 6 and a 7 on this one. Really? A little wow. torn. Yeah, but I'm going to round it off to a 7. Okay. Well, I would be curious to see what happens to this cigar in about a year. Mm. See if it mellows off a little bit. Because the initial, like, the initial light, I didn't like that, but... The next, like the half a point, was really good. Yeah. All right, seven. Puba. Yeah, I'm 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 lower than that. I'm going to give it a five, which is not a recommend. Uh, I, to me, a seven would be a recommend. Yep. I'm I'm not recommending it. I don't think it it had really in. I mean, I'm going to smoke a Liga instead of smoking. I I, I can't invest the time, kind of time it requires. It just didn't have the 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 level of a level of complexity for me to to ever smoke one again. Now, saying that, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. 
but this is but i can't i can't recommend it so, <laughs> so that's that's i think certain some people would like it yeah i think it, so it would hit yeah certain... we, we talked about that and there's yeah. definitely a market for this cigar but yeah, yeah. some some people yeah. so we got people in this land who smoke factory seconds and they tell them they, they say that the <laughs> premium greatest, premium they, seconds they, they, they're the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread and i gotta try one i mean there's to each his own i'm just saying that we'll this, do it on the pod <laughs> you know? am i wrong no you're not <laughs> wrong not at all. <laughs> all right so for me it's a six uh so i would say it started at a five Second third was a seven. Last third was a six. So it, it it's kind of averaging out at a six for me. Um, I wish it was better. I wish there was more there, but unfortunately, there just wasn't. Just wasn't there. I Senator, smoke a Padron Thousand Series all day. Every I day. agree with that. I agree. Yeah, Senator. So I'm in the same place as Giz. I'm I'm at a six, right between um, uh, Rooster and uh, Puba. I think for me, when Puba said there was nothing that was bad or overtly offensive about it, but there was nothing that was particularly good about it. That's my sentiment. Um, I think what's challenging is, I mean, number one, I would never smoke it again. I wouldn't pursue it or buy it. But even as I think about the person who would like this cigar, the thing I have a hard time with is I, I feel like there are countless other similarly priced cigars, maybe a little bit more that would be far more satisfying for someone who's looking for a very full-flavored cigar, whether it's a Liga, whether it's an Ashton VSG, whether it's almost any Padron. I mean, I feel like there's just so many other cigars that this would be competing against that this falls in last place, really, when you compare them. So for someone who does like this flavor profile, I think there's better stuff out there for them. But the price point is very accessible. I think you said it's what 10, 12 bucks a stick. Yep. So it's like you know, bucks. in a pinch, mm-hmm. if you're in a cigar lounge and they don't have any of the countless other ones that I think many of us would recommend over it. Yeah. Sure, it's not gonna ruin your day or be all that offensive, but it's nothing I would say is worth pursuing. All right, Pagoda. Yeah, I've been debating between a six and a seven. I think I'll go with a seven. There are a few things I really liked about the cigar, which was I thought the construction was great. The the burn was rather sharp. The smoke output was great. You know, reasonably within my flavor profile, I, I just felt uh, it was missing something. Um, a seven for me. Can okay. I flag one more thing I forgot to mention? So mm, you sure. mentioned the smoke output. The smoke output was good, but one thing that actually surprises me when I think about this for as much flavor and as much body as this cigar is supposed to have, to me, the smoke just felt thin. Like when you draw a Liga, it's this rich, velvety, velvety. smoke. It's, it's velvety. Yeah. And yeah. with this cigar, yeah. like you get an intensity of flavor, but the actual smoke, it's not it's as very viscous. thin. It's not viscous. It doesn't mm-hmm. have that same mm-hmm. body. It's not intoxicating in the way that a Liga or a Padron is. So that's another reason for me that I, I just another mark for me that i just i couldn't really appreciate you know with what we drank with this cigar for me i'm gonna give it a seven because for me the overall experience in combination with the highland park 12 and this cigar it actually paired pretty nicely together for me the overall between the two is seven so i'll give the cigar a seven i mean for me i think that's a fair rating when it averages out it'll be under that which i think is also very fair yeah 
Yeah. So the formal lizard rating, boys, is a 6.3. Yeah, well, that's kind of low. But I think it's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I think it's appropriate for the experience yeah, we had, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. especially how it opened. I mean, if it opened better, I think it would have gotten closer it's to a true. 7. It's true. But I I think for the experience we had it's tonight. It's fair. Between a 6 and a 7, that's that's where we're all at. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a weak recommend. It's it's really. it's, it's really, not even. It's I, a, not yeah. a no, no, recommend. No. It's an eighth grade basketball version <laughs> of Oliga. <laughs> Do you know it's what I'm true. saying? He's correct. <laughs> so, j- j- just for comparison's C-Y-O, sake, CYO Liga. Yeah, what's the CYO what, ball? What was the uh, Liga nine? Liga oh. provider number nine That's was a an eight point four. Ah, okay. The Tatawahe Petit Cazadores was an eight point zero, and the other oh. Tatawahe we did was the Broadleaf. Regios Reserva, which was a 7.0. Wow. So definitely scored higher. Was higher's. Puba on the episode for the Petite Casadores? Yes. I think Are it was, yeah. Yeah. It definitely was. Did you like that? You I liked, liked it, yeah. I you liked, liked that? He was. He gave it a 7. So he gave this a 5. He gave that a 7. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, I wish they made that in a bigger size. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why bigger they can't. It's a great that. cigar. It's true. It's an excellent cigar. I just, you know, I want to have, you know, I I, I appreciate Pete Johnson. I appreciate the branding. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the effort, right? I want to have a Tatawahe that's in the nines. Like, why can't I get a Tatawahe for me that's, or any of us that's in the nines? Mm. Because they're not that great, bro. I know. I know. That's have you had the, the that's, black that's label? The I have. Black label is... We haven't done it on the pod. No, I've had many of those. I don't, I don't those. love that cigar. Yeah. Yeah, again, uh, I don't think it's a nine. No, it's yeah. not, but it, it's like every other Tatuaje. That one particularly ends badly. Not bad, yeah, but that's it dissipates yeah. dramatically. That's yeah. the problem. With but the I'm first just, two thirds are pretty good. I'm just dying to have a Tatuaje <clears> in the nines. I just want to do it, but... It's just not there. No, I agree because Why? they're known for like a <laughs> no, r- more robust flavor yes. profile, which should be yeah. something that we would appreciate, but it doesn't deliver that consistently all the way through. Mm-hmm. And even the notes that we get in some of their better ones are not full and complete in the way that we would hope. Yeah. All right, boys. Great night. So the Highland Park 12-year was a 7.8, and the Tatuaje Tuxla Loma de Cerdo Robusto Extra was pork, a 6.3. The pork coin. The pork coin. Got a 6.3 tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good pork coin. All right, boys. Great night. We'll see you all next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.